So, let's step back for a moment and rewind to how I ended up working in a kitchen to begin with. My first two and a half years in college was helped with a job working security, also known as paid to do homework. It paid better than the $5.15 an hour I was making at the local Meyer to retrieve carts and I could do homework on the job while I sat in a guard shack on second and third shift. My last semester at KVCC left me with a question of whether to pay for tuition for the coming semester or pay my rent. Because living out of a car didn't appeal to me, I chose to pay rent and didn't go back to school for a while. Classes were becoming more expensive, and while I had been making extra money working for the school paper it was enough to pay tuition, but not for the books, supplies, and lab costs that were hidden fees beyond the tuition itself. Once that choice had been made I started asking myself what kind of job I could do and make a decent living. The options were few and one of the places I guarded had gotten to know me over the past two years. When a job was posted, I applied for it and had an interview a week or two later. I put in my notice with Guardian Guard Service and started in the closed and smelly hellhole that was Charles River. The company raised and bred lab rats for various companies and zoos around the country. When you have a snake or bird that is depending on clean food you buy a sterile rat to feed them and make sure they don't die in front of a group of kids from a local school on a field trip. Local pharmaceutical companies also bought these animals for testing. I didn't lean either way on the subject. What were people supposed to do? Test on humans and end up killing people? I had been guarding the building from animal rights activists and rabid raccoons for two years. If I had a problem with what they were doing I would have left already. Charles River was a long building surrounded by barbed wire fencing and contained 10 rooms where the rats were bred and raised. In each of those 10 rooms were 40,000 rats in various states of development. That is the rat shit of 40,000 rats in one room. The majority of the shift was cleaning up shit and feeding the little biters. There was this myth that they had bred the biting instinct out of the rats but that turned out to be pure bullshit. I must have been bitten 10 to 12 times during my 90 days and I can remember every single one. It was always the new mom rats, pissed off that you were checking to make sure they weren't eating their babies. The ones who did I was happy to toss their ass into the loading room where they were gassed before disposal. It's a bit harsh I know but what did you want for Casey Anthony or that bitch that drowned her kids in the bathtub? From the first day to the last I was miserable. The room smelled like shit. You smelled like shit. When you woke up in the morning your breath still smelled like shit. You think the world is bad because Obama or Trump is president, spend the majority of your waking hours with a room filled with rats and then come to me for complaints. I never went anywhere worried that, you guessed it, I smelled like shit. The paychecks kept coming and I deposited those things at the drive-thru where the teller could see me sitting in the car far far away. I shopped for my groceries on the weekend in the middle of the night. I didn't hang out with friends and let the money continue to roll in. I had a feeling that after my 90 days were up, I was going to be gone. And I was right. I was called to the head manager's office on day 90 and sat down from her across the desk. The HR lady came in with her and I waited. I had talked to these ladies for more than two years as they arrived in the morning and when they left at night. They appeared confused and hesitant then they dropped the news. We are laying you off. The manager said. We're not firing you, we just don't need you right now. So when do I come back? I crossed my fingers and waited for those fateful words. We'll let you know. A grin grew on my face and I stood up, shook their hands which left them with a confused look on their faces and went to my car happy that I would never have to come back ever again. It was literally the shittiest job I ever had. I went home and slept, man did it feel good. I cleaned my clothes, bed sheets, and showered a few times a day. This went on for a week. After that I had no plans. I didn't know what I wanted to do. My dream was to go into the comic book industry but the market had taken a dump and 70% of the comic shops across the country had closed.
the comic book companies had stopped hiring new talent keep the old guys who had been doing it for 20 to 30 years. I had not talents that I could think of, no special skills, and the lack of self-esteem didn't help one bit. I was one sad sob with no clue what to do. I paid my rent for the next month early and gave myself time to figure things out. That turned into selling my comics and action figures on ebay.com. Don't give me any shit they are a collector item. I didn't go out much and only checked my mail once a week. I was in a state the Japanese refer to as hikikomori. It is most common with young men that have lost their way and no longer want to be a part of society. My bank account dwindled over time and eventually I would have to find a job. I ran into Rob at the local comic shop and he stopped by with his friend Nate to hang out. We drank beer shared stories about when we worked at Meyer together. What are you doing now? Rob asked. You're looking at it, I said sitting in my living room hanging out with him. You need a job? Nate asked. Yeah. Olga's is hiring. You'll be a dishwasher but it pays and it's easy as hell. Where do I apply? I asked thinking I needed to go online. You just walk in, they ask you for a few things and then you start working. The next day I drove to the mall. It was the first time I had driven in a few days and after 5 minutes I was in the dish room cleaning plates off and figuring out how to fill the trays to load into the high pressure washer. Literally, anybody could get this job. After being bit, smelling like shit, and closing myself off form society this was a dream come true. I felt like Bill Murray and what about Bob? Making baby steps out of the hole I had found myself in. When I hear people complain about their jobs and whine about how tough or boring it is, I think of those rats and try not to slap the shit out of them. People love to bitch and when it's about stupid shit stay back because stupid is contagious. Charles River no longer exists, or at least the building I was in doesn't exist. Most of the jobs from my youth no longer exist. Baggers are a thing of the past. The rat factory is closed down. I haven't seen a truck or security guard from Guardian Guard Service in a decade, they likely are not around anymore. Comics are no longer drawn by hand, instead done on a computer. Layouts are done on a computer instead of gluing stories onto master sheets. My daughter will not know what I am talking about when I tell her about these things. These jobs are gone, a footnote in history to be forgotten like the cobbler and blacksmith. I have seen stories where robots are cooking meals and matching the quality of a chef. I call BS but who am I to argue? When you take the human element away from certain jobs then what is the point? You can say that you are saving cost but have you accounted for the cost of interaction? How do people meet, fall in love, argue, share ideas, or flirt if you take away the means for those things to take place? At what point are we so isolated that the majority of people end up like me two years ago going through their own hikikomori with no job to draw them out? At what point do we start investing in ourselves instead of the bottom line? When the line hits bottom where do we go from there? To be continued.